Welcome back to Seen It Before, where we're probably going to say something stupid about your favorite movie, because we've seen it all before. I'm Danny. I'm Dan, and I still didn't think of anything to say to you, but we did some fantastic forecastings today. We, we did. We tried to think of some good ones. And I forgot what we posted, because we were talking before the podcast, we came up with a bunch of different other ones. Yeah, we posted so, them like a, a month ago at this point, but like, yeah. we have some new entries into those. We have, courtesy of other people we know, so we have... And Carlo Esposito as Doctor Doom. Yeah, that would be really would, cool. I'd be really down. cool. Yeah, and then somebody also said, uh, I don't know the guy's name, but Cheedy from The Good Place. He'd be a good pick for Richard or Reed, Reed Richards. Richards. Yeah, that would be pretty cool because I think you know he's got like the neuroticism down, the kind of like nerdy. I mean, he's uh, nerdy. literally plays a nerd yeah. great. But could he play a dickhead? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's kind of, he's he's really kind of a nice guy in that show, but I haven't seen that much from him. So I don't, you know, and actors can act; they can do pretty much anything. So I'm not sure. Yeah, then we got um, if they do go with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, I think they could get away with Brendan Fraser as Ben Grimm. That'd be okay. I, I think that would be really cool. I, you can get the sad, depressive side of Ben Grimm with <laughs> poor Brendan Fraser, but I think he could also bring this kind of Nick Cage like energy to it, like can't, kind of campy. Until uh, like you know, where's clobber time? Well, yeah, I mean, he's great in the Mummy, and like yeah. in his recent role in Doom Patrol is sort of like Ben Grimm's role, so he could, I could see that, yeah, be cool, be really cool. If he's not tied up with other projects. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the Fantastic Four today. We're here to talk about Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah. this is one of the better Tarantino movies, I think. We don't watch Tarantino. Movies. I think it's my second favorite. Your second favorite? It used like it used to be. It'd be like fourth or fifth, but it's you know I've watched it multiple times in the past, and like it's gotten, it's it's matured over time. Although there's there's a lot of immaturity in the movie, but you know, yeah, <laughs> which we'll get to, but yeah, well, it's it's definitely my second or third favorite. Like Inglorious is up there, and so is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, it's so well done. But we're not here to talk about those movies. Let's get to Django Unchained. Django! Yes. That was so cringy. I don't. Shut up. I almost want to redo is, this, but. No. <laughs> okay, fine. But yeah. Redo it then. So the song, the song is, is I, I'm not positive, but like, so this movie, Django Unchained, is based off of the 1966 movie, 67, called Django. And um, actually, there's ironic, the guy who plays Django in the, in the first one, he shows up as a cameo later on at uh, Candy's Plantation. Um, he's I, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's a real quick scene where like Django's like, like Jamie Fox Django tells tells him, um, he's like, you know, what's your name? He's like Django. How do you spell it? D J A N G O. He's like the D silent, and the guy says, Yeah, I know, because he played him. So, huh? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I guess I missed that. Anyway, I, I miss a lot of things. We missed a lot of this movie. Yeah, well, we were talking about, you know, but I've seen this movie so many times, so I could talk about it for a while. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going to have to talk yeah. about it for a while. But anyway, so this movie starts out, you know, it starts off like right away, too, with that song going through everything, yep. all the, the towns. And it's whatnot. very classic, like, this is a movie. We're going to have a really extended scene with a song playing with all the credits coming through with this very cinematic of all the slaves walking through all the different terrain and stuff, you know? Yep. I, I always get this movie and uh, Hateful Eight mixed up because they both kind of start with, like, the scene in the forest. One's at winter and one's yeah. um, 
here and like, I always think, oh, Sam Jackson's going to show up in this one. Early on. <laughs> no, nope. well, he's in it, but <laughs> he's in it. But he doesn't show up first off. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why. I always get mixed up. Whichever one is which. Well, so. I, I mean, I don't because like they're they're both based in the, in the West, the old West, and they both have bounty hunters both in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and they you know so it's like. Mm -hmm. I want, and that's the kind of my gripe with this movie a little bit is like, I want it so bad or hateful eight. Um, I want it so badly to be a sequel to Django Unchained, but it's just not, I, I have a feeling it, it might've been at one point in Tarantino's head. And he's like, no, I like this Marquis Warren guy so much. And he's, he's not really a Django type. So let's, you know, do a completely different character. And then well, you know. maybe he wanted to make Django like, you know, he has that movie universe and the real life universe. Maybe Django is the movie universe and then maybe Hateful eight was yeah. the real life universe type of deal. I'm not because, sure where this one lines up, yeah. where Django lines up. And you know, in like the, is it, is that like an old, an old timey story? Cause kill bill, that's the TV universe. That's definitely yes. the TV pulp fiction is, is the real world because she describes, uh, Uma Thurman describes the, the events of kill bill. Um, I don't know where Death Proof lands. I don't know where Jackie Brown lands. I haven't seen either of them, so. I haven't seen either of those either. Um, but yeah, and then is, I know in, so in Kill Bill, the bride gets buried in someone's grave with the last name Schultz. So there's a theory out there that um, Dr. King Schultz had a, had a daughter, mm. um, then she died, and then that's the grave that she ends up in. So that would put these movies in the TV universe. Django. Django, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm expressing at this so. point, because that would make sense. This one definitely feels more like a film anyway, itself. Yeah. So. I mean, I, well, all of Tarantino's, like, um, period pieces, um, they are they connected? Are they, you know, what do you think? I, I really don't know, because, I mean, that... Uh, mm, once by a time in Hollywood, I have absolutely no idea, because that one's so far... Like ahead of different ones, or like in a different time period, he hasn't really done before the '60s. So yeah, so um, Tarantino I guess gets the N word uh, pass. <laughs> you, uh, I would hope so for this movie because it said yeah. a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, it just makes me think of like Tarantino's past with the with the word because um, in Pulp Fiction, um, obviously there's a whole scene where he's just like saying it over and over and over, and over, again. over again, and it's like. I give this movie more of a pass than Pulp Fiction, Fiction or like any other movie. I mean, other maybe Hateful Eight is another pass. It's a period piece is that why you give it more of a pass for well, this? It's one? based in that time period. Yeah. There's, it's, I mean, you have white slavers, racist white slavers that are. Yeah, it's sad. like the end of the Civil War, so like end of slavery in a way. It's around that time. Yeah, coming on the end or the very high point of slavery. I I don't remember. It's two years before the Civil War. So I think it that's is when. That. Okay, so it's the high point of. Yeah, it's slavery. like right where intentions are really high. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like it's just like Tarantino's way of being like, where he gets the reputation of being super edgy. I just keep getting away with it though. You can't keep getting away with it. It's like how, like. I get it, but like... Well, he's got Sam Jackson uh, vouching for him. And, and I guess Jamie Foxx, too, with this movie, too. So, yeah, so it's like... You know what? Hey, he gets the pass for it, and he can get away with it. I, 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 the, only one, the only one I really have a problem with is when he's saying it in Pulp Fiction, because that one's not really like... Because he just writes these characters that, that, that throw it around willy-nilly. Mm -hmm. it, it's like... In his, in, because of like how the, the conversation around the word is like 
you can't say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the so stigma it's like, around it is definitely that you can't say it. I think that's that's why people kind of use it to hate on Tarantino because he's like, oh, he's just an edge lord, and you know, he he's he's very much abusing his power when it comes to that. But I don't know. And he's I, got one more movie. So yeah, one more movie. I'm, <laughs> so, listen, I used to be a huge fan of Tarantino. He used to be my favorite director, and then I just started realizing film that like bro, I used to be a film bro. bro. Used yeah. to be my ass. Okay. Well, I'm not as much a film no, bro as what much. Mike, where he's just like, you know, the artistic <laughs> value of, you know, no offense, Mike. I'm just, I like Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel it's just like, I've gotten past that phase. I don't need the shock value of, uh, you know, just the, that word. And, you know, what he, not what he stands for, but what he kind of imbues in his art. You know, it's a, they're very entertaining and good movies, and the dialogue is, cannot be matched. You know, you know, while we're talking about all these movies, what's your top three Tarantino movies? Um, three would be, man, it's almost a tie between Once Upon a Time and uh, Hateful Eight, because I, lo- I love his period pieces. Though I think that that's his best work. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go. I think I'm gonna go Once Upon a Time. Um, that was just because of the flamethrower flame thrower scene. Great scene. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like a, like a Linklater film where it's kind of very fun. And you just want to enjoy the ride with these characters. Uh, then Django Unchained, because it tells the most badass bounty hunter story I think I've ever heard. And uh, Inglorious Bastards, because uh, that's my number one, but just because it's a friggin' masterpiece. He like he says it in, at the end of the movie. He's like, you know, I'm, I think this might be my masterpiece. I'm like, you're right. You're right. I think I was hoping you were going to put it in that order because mine's the exact reverse of yours. Reverse. Okay. So, Inglorious is number three, Django is number two, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number one. All right. I can respect that. They're like they're all very close in quality, and, and like, they're all like his. Well, three of his four most recent films, right there. So, yeah, I, yeah he gets he just gets better with age, you know. See, I'm really hoping for that horror movie to be his next one, but I don't think that's going to happen. I'd like to see what he does with horror. I would love to see. Because, I mean, well, this movie, like, the blood. The amount of fucking blood in Django. Oh, oh yeah. My it's, God. it's it's off like, the wall. It's, it's like crazy. the heads are fucking exploding watermelons. Like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he very goes very... <laughs> that's almost why I... That's why I get concerned about if he were to do a horror movie. Because it's like... Too campy? Way too campy. Like... <sighs> Like, there's a reason Sam Raimi went from ho- straight horror to horror comedy. What if he did a slasher? That would be it different. made it campy. That, that would be different. Yeah, that, if he did, like, a classic slasher movie, which I think he, he would be kind of right in the area for. Do you remember American Horror Story Season 6, where it was like that... Is that um, Roanoke? Roanoke, yeah. So it was half, like, a ghost hunter show and then half in real life. Yeah. What if he did something like that? Like, it could be very campy for part of the movie, and then outside of that, like, like they're making a campy movie, and then something goes wrong, or something like that, like, during filming. It could be very interesting, I think, if it goes that direction. I think, you know what I think he'd end up doing? I think he'd end up doing, like, a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood thing, mm-hmm. where he has, like, the serious story um, about, of, like, the, the people... No, because he's kind of reversed in Once Upon a Time. But, like, I don't know. His larger-than-life character writing would definitely have to go into the them filming the, the horror movie. Like, in the, and then behind the scenes, and they have, like, an actual drama or whatever. But you can't... I, I think the, the, the campiness has to be separate from the rest of the story. Yeah. 
You have to because if you're going to indulge, indulge in that area. So it's you know? like a mix of his TV world and his real life world. What? Yeah. What if that's where he comes out and says like exactly like you know red apple cigarettes are part of the TV universe and then you know like you know what I mean could be interesting. That'd be cool. Like we really get like kind of like an you explanation get the fan of service yeah. As well, well, yeah, c- kind of like an end game of like because end game is just. It's just a just a celebration victory lap for mm-hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, climaxed thing in <laughs> Infinity War. So that's what I say. Like you know, one of his best movies is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is kind of the climax of his career. Yeah. So dang, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that I didn't expect this conversation, but I like this. <laughs> I, I like where we're going with this. Yeah, Tarantino, if you're listening, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so um one thing i noticed in this um and i'm not i don't hear enough people talking about this um james raymar yeah he is one of my you are he's one of my favorite actors yeah um i loved him in dexter um i liked i loved him in uh mortal Kombat annihilation okay. <laughs> he's awesome in that this is such a such a campy movie but he's like one of those like underground actors and t- perfect for a tarantino movie and um he actually plays two characters in this movie he uh, he plays the guy who gets um, ba- uh, shot right in the face by King Schultz right in the beginning. Okay, and he's you know he's the one who's like pointing the rifle at him with yeah. the with the lantern on on the rifle. He's like, "What do you want?" And then he also plays Candy's henchman at the end of the movie. He's got like a bowler hat and a mustache. So I just thought like even Tarantino reuses actors. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a background enough, or like they don't have big enough role, and you kind of yeah. change their look a little bit i mean you're not really gonna notice unless you're, unless you're looking for it like you yeah well i just i'm just like hey that's james raymar <laughs> um it's a pretty cool side gig of dentistry he's got going on <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's very random it's, it's very just random. thrown out there and i liked it well, yeah. was he actually a dentist i think he was well because he says in the movie like you know dentistry took kind of a, a hit a wall the and then he's like he's like oh the bounty hunter or bounty hunting is like a thing so i could just do that you know I'd love to see some more background on King Schultz. That'd be really cool. He, yeah, he's. I think he's the best character in the movie. I mean, he, I like him a lot. Christopher Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So it, he's. I mean, he used to be my favorite actor, and I think that only got bumped out by Andrew Scott. Maybe he's like, but like he, Andrew Scott really only has one role that like I really love him in, and it's Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, he's our pick for Doctor Doom as well. He's our pick, yeah, we picked him for <laughs> Doctor Doom. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, King Schultz, um, he's just kind of like a, it's just nice to see kind of like a knight, a really good character in such an evil world. Yeah. Everyone, even Django is kind of despicable. Like he's his, more jaded. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like, yeah. But it's like, I mean, he, he's killing justifiably. Yes. But like, he's still very brutal with his kills. Uh, I mean, so is so is Schultz, but like, Django has more of like a haunted like, like I want to do this kind of thing. King is just kind of like circumstance, except for when he kills Candy. That he's like I couldn't resist, but it's such a line, it's such a good line delivery that he says, you know. It is. Uh, Leo plays such a dick in this movie. I love that dude. <sighs> he's like. He's not terrifying. Like everyone says, he's terrifying. No, he's an asshole. Yeah. Like, and you just want to punch him right in the face. And like I never realized, but like Leonardo DiCaprio, kind of a punchable face. You know what With I mean? Certain roles, yeah. Certain roles, yeah. Oh, and I will it's give the him the stupid credit. little, you know, the little tiny like. It's the meme, and then it's the. Uh, it's like, 
Oh, they zoom in on his face, that type of thing, or um. Wait, what? The, the meme where like. The, Are you like, talking like the push zoom right yeah. when they introduce him? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, you know, you yeah. like that. And then there's also. Um, and then the you already. The smash the glass. We smash the glass. That that scene. Yeah, everyone has Wild. mentioned it. Every yeah, everyone's mentioned that's a real life injury. Okay, let's get past yeah, that. A real real injury. <laughs> great acting. Great. Whatever. Yeah, but that anyway. scene is very intense. Where like he, you know, like. Again, it's it's that Tarantino's say, great with suspense. Yeah, and well, building suspense. And yeah, that's his whole that, yeah. exactly. Like um, that's why I love Inglorious Bastards so much because the first scene is literally twenty five minutes long, just and the, talking. It, it just talking, yep. and it's, he, he ramps it up, and then he like he, you know, he lets it breathe, and he ramps it up again, and like he does the same thing in the bar scene. That's my favorite scene in that movie, just because it everything comes together. It's just so great. Django, Jamie Fox. Perfect casting. That was like it's just it's just Jamie Foxx. Yeah, and Jamie Foxx, I feel kind of just plays everything. Ever Harry, since he, he, he got nominated or won the Oscar for Ray, he's just kind of like I'm gonna play myself, and it works. It's just yeah. he's literally like the same guy in every single movie I've seen him in. <laughs> yeah, because I can see when he's when he's playing Electro, I can just yeah. be like, that's Django. Uh, just like just straight up, Jamie I'm just gonna Fox. pretend I'm not standing here, butt ass naked. Yeah. <laughs> And then he comes out in a blue suit in this movie. It's like, yep, that's definitely Jamie yeah, Foxx. We're, we're talking like, like you know, like we're definitely like, like he just like he's asked Tarantino if he could just wear that. It's like, eh, all right, yeah. <laughs> it's like so you found on the back lot or something. It's like, this looks cool. Let's wear that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an awesome comic book um, out there, and I read a little bit of it um, called Django slash Zorro, and it's exactly what you think it is, Django. Um, and Zorro go on bounty hunting adventures. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. And like Quentin Tarantino wrote a little bit, or I think he wrote some of the story and then it was, yeah, I mean, it's really good. I read some of it and it's, ba- yeah, they just. Is that new film bro days or is that just the recent that you found that? I found it years ago. A film bro days. Okay. A film bro days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you'd enjoy that. But yeah. that does sound really cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of Zorro. I don't know too much about the character, mm-hmm. but that does sound like it'd be like a cool thing to witness especially in like a movie, but like a comic, you know what? That works too. Yeah. I mean, well, there's a lot of stuff in the comics that like in that, when I was collecting those comics, there was also this other movie or the other comic book run called, um, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, Freddy versus Jason, they, uh, they get both get, um, they both get resurrected by the Necronomicon, by right? And then Ash oh, from boy. evil dead oh. has to come and kill them. And it's great because, like, the thing that was missing in uh, Freddy vs. Jason was they didn't have, like, a hero. Let's talk about the first town in the room where they are catching the sheriff. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a nice surprise where they... Like, he was... Yeah, it's like, oh, um, oh who was it? Um, was it the, the marshal that's, like... Who yeah, said you so, want to so, seem like white folk? <laughs> they go, so they go to the saloon. Yeah. Um, the bartender's like, that's a black man. I'm going to go run and get the sheriff. Yep. And then King Schultz is like, make sure you get the sheriff, not the marshal. And then uh, kills the kills the sheriff. And he's like, now you may get the marshal. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I just thought uh, that was, was so great. It was a great comedic scene. And yeah. they just, it's like, oh shit, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, he, yeah, he had a bounty. Yeah. Um, I mean, and plus it's a setup for his um, uh, sleeve gun. Where like he bring yes. that comes back in yes. uh, when he kills Candy. Set up and pay off. Yeah. Set up and pay off. Set up and pay off. I see what you're doing, Tarantino. 
Huh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty cool weapon, not gonna lie. Yeah. But um, the uh, then they go on a few more adventures. Like you know, it's 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 a while. They go on these other adventures. They're like little things that eventually leads to the um. Oh, what's the what's the place where uh, the Candyland Broomhill is? Well, uh, so they go to um. Is it Candyland? Wait, no. Yeah, Candyland. Well, it they, is- it's like they have to go to one place and then they take a long trip to Candyland. Yeah. Where, um, what's <laughs> a side note? Uh, Candy totally wants to fuck his sister. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, we, we, we did talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my beautiful sister? Oh, and he, like, God. makes out with her, basically. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's weird. It's another weird Tarantino <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Do we see feet in this movie? I don't know. We probably, I mean, maybe we, we probably see, did. We probably see Carrie Washington's feet or something. Probably. Anyway, they're at Candyland. And, um,. Do we think that Schultz knows Broomhilda or Hildy, however you want to call her? Yeah, so I don't. He like, like it's not explicitly said, but he like sounds like when he hears about Broomhilda, he's like, like a German, a German slave, or like yeah. she speaks German and like, like, yeah, you wouldn't forget that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's very unusual, like you know. Yeah. And then, um, like she learned from her mat, her mistress. Um, mistress, who mean, wanted to? You mean her maid, or ma- the, master's the, wife? Is that mistress? Wife. Was it the mistress? I don't know what the term is. Well, but, uh, it, but ma- it was it was the master's wife. Master's wife. So, yeah, yeah, that's mistress. Okay, okay, I thought it was the maid or something. Okay. Oh, you know, it might have been the maid. It doesn't matter. Either but way. she learned so just just because she was bored and wanted someone to talk talk German with. Like that's such a random thing. But like very unusual. Very. But I, I like it's kind of grounding like a relationship between uh, Schultz and um, Hildy. Hildy. Uh, then the KKK scene comes up. Oh, I forgot about the KKK scene. That's after Candyland, right? Or is that right during Candyland? I think it's right during Candyland. Candyland isn't introduced until like after the midpoint. They don't even talk about it until... That's what it, that those we're talking about. There's a lot of meandering kind of in the beginning. They go from the whole scene where like... The sheriff. The sheriff shoots, you know, shoots the sheriff. Then they go to the Brittle Brothers. The Brittle Brothers, that's the one yeah. I was thinking of. Fuck. Yeah, they go to... Um, I, don't, I forgot what it's called, but they're under a different name. And um, uh, Big Daddy's place, played by Don Johnson. Big Great Daddy. role, yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, I like, I like the like. So here's the thing I like about Tarantino: his his dialogue is can't be matched by anyone. You're entertained no matter what if if he writes dialogue. The thing is though, there's a lot of just content that we just have to sift through, and there's not like it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm entertained. But so it's like specifically like the like the joke where like um, Big Daddy's like telling uh, one of the slaves um, the girl she's like he's like um, now this is Django he's not a slave like everyone else he's different he's special and then she says um, so you want me to treat him like white folks yeah, that, and he's like I didn't say that you know so it's like that like it's a fun back and forth but like yeah I couldn't remember it was the Brittle Brothers I couldn't remember the yeah. name that's well, yeah I like that because that's the that's like the beginning of Django's arc where like his vengeance arc yes. where he's like, Oh, I can do this. I can fight back. And he's like, cause there's the, the flashback where like, um, Hildy's getting whipped. Yeah. Um, he's like, I like the way you beg boy. And like, yeah. you know, so then he's like, so Django shoots him with, um, I'm not sure if it's with his sleeve gun or not, but he, he, he shoots him real quick, but it's like a, it's, um, it's, it's nicely, the bullets nicely placed. Um, cause he's, he, he has like patches, of his clothes are patched with pages of the Bible. 
and he uses the Bible to justify his like whipping the slaves and why this is, you know, whipping this, you know, mm. being a slave owner is okay and blah, blah, blah. But um, Django shoots the Bible symbolically being like, you fuck your religion. Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck your justification for all of this horrible shit you've done. Mm-hmm. You know? So I thought that was nice and um, perfect line. I like the way you die, boy. Yeah. Perfect. You die, boy. Great <laughs> callback. Set up payoff again. Yeah. And then we get to the KKK scene. In the KKK scene. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking Jonah Hill shows up. <laughs> Jonah Hill shows up. I'm just like, is that Jonah Hill? I'm like, why, why is he here? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that scene is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the thing is, though, that it's not needed. It really isn't. It's not, but I think it's... I love it. I love it. It's like, but it's like, Tarantino, you gotta learn to kill your darlings. If, if like, I mean, if he wasn't Tarantino, that movie, or that scene would definitely be cut. Oh, yeah. You know, 100%. but just because he's like, I'm Tarantino, I can do what the fuck I want. You know, I can make these three hour movies if I want. Yeah. Which he did. I mean, yeah, hateful eight five. is that's over three is so long that they had to break it up into episodes on Netflix. Well, they made an extended cut on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the, that must've been like the road show. Cause they actually did a road show for that release where they had like an intermission and everything like right, right when I think right when Jody's introduced, or something like that. I don't that. remember. I've seen the movie once. Channing Tatum. Ah. <laughs> I remember he comes out from under the floorboards. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to blow your nutsack off. That's the one Shoots thing him. I remember from yeah. that movie. Uh, but yeah, I like the whole back and forth of the cake. He's like, like, they cut holes and he's like, I can't see out of it. And I like the one guy, he takes the, he takes his, one of his eye holes and he spits out uh, the, the tobacco from it. And they're all just having a regular conversation. Like, you know, I'm sure we appreciate Millard's wife making the, making the, the, taking the time to make the sheets. <laughs> but can, next time we'll have some constructive criticism. You could have made the holes a little bigger. <laughs> like, oh my God. So stupid, but perfect. You know? Now we go to Candyland. So now we, we've settled uh, the Brittle Brothers. Yeah. Now we can go back to Candyland because. We forgot about the Brittle Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Candyland. Um, yeah, as you said, he's totally fucking his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, we were talking. How we guessed how old she was, right? Because you you were talking yeah. to something about her neck. You yeah. can tell oh, by the yeah, because you you can tell how old people are by like their neck. Like you can't tell from their face because they can put like five pounds of makeup on. Yeah. But then if you look at their neck and it's all wrinkly and stuff like that, you're like, oh, they're definitely a little older. Uh, like if it's, if it's not as you know like. Um, it's like not as elastic. Yeah, it's not as elastic, not as stretchy. Like it's just kind of sagging there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's so you can tell they're kind of older or whatever. Yeah. Well, the, where's the, um, I f- it might have been from How I Met Your Mother, but he's like, um, Marshall, I think said like I know the man called Old Turkey Neck. <laughs> Old <laughs> Turkey Neck. He's got one <laughs> those like leathery skins. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on, open phone. Oh, my nose. So the whole thing with candy. Um, we really get to see how just awful he is. Just a vile human being. Like, I think he, he might be worse than, um, Wanda from Inglorious Bastards. I think he's worse. I honestly, cause what, the first, we get introduced to him at a bar watching two guys beat each other to death. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and the, it's just, the, you know, and then there's that. And then he, then on their way to the trip, one slave decides to run away. They catch him in a tree, and then they feed him to dogs. Yep. And he's like, "I condone this." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's uh, a little, little. He's evil. A little extra. He's an yeah. evil person. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know, he's, he's awful. I don't like them. But I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. But yeah, he's. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, like, there was actual, like, tension between. Because, like, DiCaprio plays it very well. Like, I wonder if there's any, there any like, unintentional tension between the cast members. I don't think so. I mean, you don't have to get amped up for the scene, you know? You definitely do, but, like, it, it's a movie. You make an art. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually reminds me of the whole, like, conversation between. Uh, method acting and like people thinking they're all douchebags. Yeah. I'm like, I kind of agree. If you're mailing used condoms to your castmates, yeah. Just for a what, dramatic effect, I don't know. It's it's <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah. And then there's the dumb feud between The Rock and Vin Diesel. Yeah. I don't even know what that's all about. Uh, I think it's the contract because they can, well, The Rock can't lose a fight in a movie or something. Oh, yeah. So they're both in, yeah. We were talking about in, on the Fast Five podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they can't lose a fight and spin their contracts. Fucking dumb. Yeah, stupidest thing. I think he got. I think The Rock got mad because The Rock is a very work oriented person. He's like, I, you hear like the rumors that he wakes up at like four a.m. and goes to sleep at midnight or some shit like yeah, that. It's probably something crazy like that. He's working all day, and then Vin Diesel not looking the the most in shape lately. And I guess he called. <laughs> remember something like he called him a candy ass. Maybe like filming like the eighth one or something like that, but yeah, they don't like each other. Um, I think the Rock's done with the franchise, right? I don't know. I think uh, I think he's done working with Vin Diesel. Something he's done with the franchise. Well, no, because they did Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's without Vin Diesel. Right. Like that's without Dom Toretto. He's yeah. like did his own thing. Right. Yeah. So um, I th- see. I remember back when it was. It thought it was um, Tyrese was mad at him, but I guess they're cool. I don't know. Yeah. So I like that Tarantino kind of hints at like uh, I don't know. He's like I, I I may be reading too far into this, but I think Probably Tarantino are. leaves a little little there for like Candy's kind of sexual proclivities. Ah, because he said he's very he's very into the skull, and he's very you know he's very into the guys wrestling. I'm not sure if that's just his power thing, power trip or not, but I don't know. He's very into it. He likes to be dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Dominantly bisexual. <laughs> I don't know. Could I be. Know, Who knows? Anyway. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the whole dinner scene is... The dinner scene's long. It's very long. It's like... It's kind of like the... Um, for the opening scene of Inglorious. I mean, yeah, or the it's bar just, scene even. And it's one of those. It's like a longer type of scene, but yeah. But there's so much that happens. Like we get it's basically a giant exposition dump into the psyche of Candy and why he is the way that he is and we we learn more about um just how the whole thing operates. And we forgot to mention the maybe like the second worst character most vile character in the, in the movie is Steven played by Sam Jackson. <laughs> he is awful. And I can't believe there were actual people like this in history. Cause it's based off, you know, this, a lot of the rules are based off of history and to hate yourself that much to work for your enemy. Like it's, there's some sort of Stockholm syndrome thing going on or like, you know, so, but he's awful. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he got his uh, caps shot out. Yeah, there's the library scene. I'm I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Yeah, it's so the whole the basically away. the climax of the entire ding, um, the entire movie. <laughs> ding. <laughs> yeah, he uh, 
Yeah, can't or uh, Candy finally dies, and that's well. That's that's the weird thing. That's not even. It's like the first climax thing of the movie, and then there's another climax thing of the rest of the movie, where like the because there's a bloodbath, and then we get kind of a third or like a meandering kind of scene with the Australians, the Quint, yeah, the weird, yeah. What was that about? That was. It was weird. Like, it's it's just a way for Django. So it's like the all is lost moment where Django loses, you know, and he gets shipped off to uh, an Australian slaver company or whatever. Which I I heard from a thing that um, Tarantino wanted a cameo in the movie, but he couldn't do a Southern accent, so they made it Australian because that's the only accent he could do. See, it's weird. Yeah, like. Like, it doesn't make it. any sense to me. In, in the, in that scene does not make any sense. But like, yeah, he he frees some slaves. He blows up these dudes. He's like, he's like, oh here, take this. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blows them up. <laughs> yeah, well, so he. It's very like um, I like Django learned a lot from Schultz throughout the movie. It was kind of being more or less a gentleman, and like. Like just learning like the people skills, the manipulation skills that King and the confidence that King had, um, and to get out of the sticky situation because he's like he even says like, do I sound like a slave right now? I'm talking to you. I sound like a bounty hunter because I am a bounty hunter. Here's the paperwork in my my papers or whatever. Because um, he's like, we're gonna go. Um, the crazy Craig Coons gang is chilling at Candyland. We're gonna go back there. I'll go with you. Um, we're gonna go get their bounty. And like I'm like, hey, that's pretty neat because that's a setup from you know when they were looking, they set up the crazy Craig Coons or the um, no Smitty McCall gang um, back in the beginning when they're like the fun and games part uh, where they're yeah. getting all the bounties and stuff. Yeah, no, you don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that scene. Um, but yeah, like it's like it shows how far Django has come to be the bounty hunter that he's kind of meant to be. So and then he just completely wrecks shop with all of them. Like pew, pew, absolutely blows yeah. one up, frees his slave brothers, and then you know, and he's back, back on his yeah. goes back after the funeral of Candy. Yeah, <laughs> bye, Miss Laura. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucking yanked. It's like, say, say bye, Miss Laura. Like, uh, huh? That was that was the campiest. Yeah, it's very campy, seen. comical. I yeah, I love it. Um, Which yeah. yeah, like so that's why that's why I think that like. Yeah, if going back to the slasher movie thing, I think Tarantino is more suited to be more campy. Yeah, and that's really all the notes I have. Bye, Miss Laura. <laughs> I think is my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> Say bye, Miss Laura. Bye, Miss Laura. Bye, Miss Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have a couple other things. Um, just kind of um, little things like the burn box, little things to me that like I assume were historically accurate. Um, just the all the awful ways that people killed people you know like the burn box um where carrie washington is locked in there or hildy she's locked in there for i don't know how long could be hours could be days you know and then she's uh just in the hot sun naked in the metal box like that's yeah i'm pretty sure the burn box is for real yeah yeah that's awful man yeah yeah and then the killing people with dogs you know yeah just the most despicable ways of killing people it's just yeah See. One thing, okay, so here's the, uh, also, um, when Django gets captured, like, I'm, like, sitting on, like, the edge of my seat, like, going like this, like, ooh, you know, like, when um, yeah. Walton Ganga is about to neuter him, uh, <laughs> so. Bringing back memories of Casino Royale. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, that scene is hard to watch. Uh, God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, 
but I, I not seen and speaking of that, but um, he's James Bond is like, you know, he's still cool. He's like, I have an itch. Can you get that? You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, he even, even in the most dire situation, he's cool. But, um, but yeah, Django, uh, he's like, he's helpless. And, you know, I think it's a bit contrived that they're like, we're going to sell you. And, you know, like, just kill him. Like if you're, if you're, you know, what's good for you. He took out your entire, your entire house yeah. of like all your guards and stuff. Just kill him. You know? So you plot armor a little bit, but, um, I'm not sure if you know, they put like this metal rig on Django or like around his neck and then kind of have like these prongs, like these four prongs kind of coming up like on the, like on a, from his shoulders. What's that for? Like I saw that in another movie. I think it was um, Free State of Jones or something like that. Like what's that? What's the purpose of that? I don't know. Like a human dog going on. I don't know. Yeah, it's something like that where it's like, wait, you're not going to let him itch his head or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know what it's used for. It'll look it up. Yeah, probably. Probably something awful. Uh, it's, yeah, it can't <laughs> be anything good. <laughs> so Django finally goes to uh, back to Candyland. Um, and then he just, he finishes his mission. Yeah. Um, blows up the fucking house. Blows up the house, you know, and they have like kind of like a, a triumphant, like spaghetti, spaghetti Western song, kind of like how the beginning was. And I just thought it was nice. You know, we get to see a happy ending in such a horrifying and otherwise brutal movie, but yeah. it is, it's played for last. So it's like the tone is very different all over the place, but very well balanced at the same time. You know, I I'd agree with that because it's like it's very dark in certain parts. It's very kind of campy in other parts, and then it's fun. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I liked it. It's. I think it's one of it's one of Tarantino's best. I mean, yeah, you think it's his third best? It's his third, third best movie. The second best. Second best. You think? Yeah, you thought it was second because third, third was Once Upon a Time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Again, bound to change. All right, Danny. Favorite scene from this movie. Uh, my favorite scene. I was going to say that it was going to be the bloodbath. But, you know, I think I like the dramatization of, um, especially with the music. There's like the song, I think it's called Freedom, um, where they're running from, they're running from the slavers, um, uh, Django and Hildy. Uh, they're trying to get away, and it's like kind of like the backstory of how how um, they got the runaway R's on their on their face. Yes, yes. And, he was like, and then he's like, I just like the song and I like the dramatization <laughs> and stuff. And just uh, that montage is really good. So it's probably my favorite scene. See, I was going to pick the KKK scene, but I did realize yeah, it's not really needed in the movie. Yeah, um, I just had, it's a yeah. great scene, but it isn't needed. So I think I'm going to pick the... Um, the end scene, you know, where he kills everyone. The, the, so the bloodbath, the, yeah, the, the blood first bath. one. No, the very end of the movie. Well, so there's the there's like the by Miss Laura. That's the second one, yeah, the and second, then when the he when he when King kind of sets everything off, and then Django like shoots fucking everyone. Yeah, no, the second, one. the second one. Okay, when he blows up by the house. Laura, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That, the, that's my favorite scene. It's great. Oh my god! Uh, if you can hear that, it's thundering out. Oh my god! Yeah, it's uh, it's not looking too good out today. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be driving home in the rain. And the wind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Is there a scene you would cut, Danny? Uh, well, like we said, we mentioned it before. I'd probably just, I'd probably just cut the KKK scene. It's very fun, but like, it's just not needed. And, and I mean, there's a lot of scenes you could shorten, cut down. You could definitely cut down the dinner scene by a lot. You, you don't have to go on this monologue about, um, 
you know, the guy with the, with the hammer and the, and the, <laughs> the indents on his skull. Thor. I mean, it just, <laughs> when you say Thor, yeah. <laughs> he, but like, it's just, it's, we already know Candy's an evil person. It just makes him more evil. So, you know, we don't need that. Yeah. I think you can cut down the montage at the beginning after the sheriff. Like there's a lot, there's just, or, or even going to the sheriff. Like there's, there's so much time just being spent just, I guess building his character, but like it's just it's too long. They can cut down like two or three of those, and the KKK scene. You got the movie down to like probably a little under two and a half. Like this movie is two forty five, and that's long. Like yeah, again, we talked through a lot of it. We also yeah. haven't seen the movie before, but like, well, it's like and it almost feels like Tarantino wanted to indulge a little bit further. So what I'm thinking, and what's your idea? What's your thought? He already split Kill Bill into two movies. What about splitting this one into two movies? I don't. I don't think he could have done that. Not much there. I, I mean, there's a lot there that he probably still could have gone into, but I don't think you want to stretch it out too far, like Kill Bill, because Kill Bill Two was kind of so. Yeah, the second half. I don't. I don't like that too much. So it's just like you don't really want to do that. And he already kind of did that. I think he wants to do different things. Yeah, this movie. He wants to be a good all around kind of filmmaker and not just you know redo the same thing he did once before. Yeah. That's my gripe with I get you. Uh, yeah. That's what I feel. I just think he he's very good at, at building this outlandish kind of world. And I just had this thought. What do you think about doing uh, him doing like a TV show? Of I mean, like, he's written TV shows. He's written From Dusk Till Dawn. I mean, he has directed them. He's written that for that show? He wrote, Yeah, he wrote for that show, From Dusk oh, Till Dawn. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. So like, he has done TV, but he hasn't directed TV. I think he only wants to direct, did, what, 10 movies? He want, Yeah, he wants to do total 10 movies, so and then he considers Kill Bill 1 and 2 to be one movie, so. Yeah, so 11 movies. He's got one movie left. Um, yeah, but I think he'll still write and stuff after he's done. I, don't, I yeah. think he's just done directing. And I would definitely read, because I read Hateful Eight when the script leaked. Um, yeah. I read the first version of it. Um, very engaging writing i also read the pulp fiction screenplay but i'd like to see what he can do with an actual book i know he's um retrofitted uh or like redone his screenplays as books with more fleshed out details and stuff um Django could be cool as a book yeah Django. i mean you know and like i think Django and like the old west world that he, the tarantino kind of made with hateful eight and Django, even Django zorro there's there's some much more stuff you could many more stories you could tell. I mean, I would like to see what Django does during the Civil War. All right, well, say you know, say you're saying stories. What if they made this into like a limited series type of thing for Django instead of a movie? I think it would work. I think it would work better because we yeah. can see we can see like different like the first kind of part of the season is Django going on like like extended adventures of bounty hunting. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, then the big, then the middle, I mean, if we're telling Django, the, the unchained, the movie it's very, con- like it's condensed for what he wanted to yeah. do. So I think you could, you could really have a good episode setting up, uh, King and Django's relationship, having go on a couple bounty adventures. Um, you know, then we introduce Hildy. We we can see what Hildy's doing on the on the plantation while Django's not there. What got her thrown into the burn box? Yeah. You know, so many different stuff. So much stuff you could do. You know. Yeah. Oh my God! It's raining very hard out, and it's thundering very loudly. Well, if that's the case, we're seen it before. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok with the handle at Seen It Beforecast. That's S C E N E. 
Ipa Forecast. And also on Twitter with the handle SIB underscore pod. I'm Dan. I'm Danny. You can find me on Instagram at Danny underscore Wass. My, my letterbox at DJ Wass or my YouTube channel, which is just Danny Wass. Uh, stay tuned. Um, on Fridays, we post teases. On Sundays, we post the movies and the podcast. So, you know, stay tuned for that. We're really excited for stuff that's coming up. And, you know, yeah, it's fun to do. We hope you had a good time with us. We had a good time talking about Django. It's been an honor. We'll see you next time. Ah!